0: (laughs) Emily. It's champagne night again. It's beginning to be...
1: It's beginning to look a lot. Not like springtime. I was
0: literally, as soon as I said, it's beginning to... And I was like, no. And, you know, that is true. For those of us here in Wisconsin, it is the pits out here. Yeah. It has been so cold, it's supposed to probably snow again. And Well, it's supposed to get above freezing tomorrow.
1: Mm, Wouldn't that be nice?
0: And rain. Do you remember that one day like three weeks ago when it was 60 degrees?
1: I do. I left my jacket in the car and it was amazing. It was
0: fucking awesome, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I think I wore flats and I wasn't uncomfortable. And then we
1: got a foot of snow.
0: And then we got a foot of snow almost goddamned immediately. Yeah. Because nothing is fair here. No. In the Midwest. It's not. So if anybody's listening to us and you're... Not in, like, the Northeast or the Midwest, you can suck my dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Nope. Don't Did tell you, me about your nice weather. Don't even complain about, like, the rain Mm-mm. you got yesterday.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't want to hear it. Eat you didn't asses. have to dig your car out from a foot of snow.
0: Right? At least alternate side parking is over. Yes. I wonder if people in those states just don't even know what the fuck that is. It's just not a thing. It's fine. Georgia shuts down when it snows, so. It's true.
1: A lot of states shut down when it snows yeah. because they don't
0: know how to handle it. I'll take this over that, I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I could still like go to the store in those states.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean like we'd be fine. Yeah. In fact, we could go to the store and it'd be empty. Or it'd be full of people who can't leave the store or <laughs> Or it'd be closed. (laughs) Or it'd just straight up be fucking closed. You wouldn't be able to get there because cars are stopped on the highway. (laughs) People are sleeping in their cars. Oh my god. That would be the time to be an Uber driver. Oh, for real. And be like, I am the only person who can pick you up right now. Yeah, literally have it in the description. Like, I'm from Wisconsin. Certified Wisconsin driver? Hi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) What's up? And, yes, we do understand that it also is because they lack the infrastructure to, like, de-ice the roads. Blah, blah, blah. blah yada, blah, yada, blah, blah, yada. Blah.
1: Never living in that environment. Blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. <laughs> um, I actually do have a, a weather-related disaster for you today. Oh! I really did think this was going to be not ter- terrible, just, like, super interesting to hear about. And then I kept reading, and I was like, oh, no, whoopsies. Whoopsies, <laughs> who it's I done, awful. It done fucked up. So, dear Emily and dear listeners. Oh boy. My story is the Galveston Hurricane of 1900. <laughs> oh my god. I am going I know. Holy I was reading about shit. I I shit you not, I was reading about Hurricane Harvey and that shit and then somebody else was like Not since 1900 have we seen a hurricane. I was like, when was that? I need to look up this fucking hurricane from 1900. That's way cooler. Oh my god. I know. I've never heard of this. Literally, if I'd
1: known we were doing period (laughs) survival things,
0: I wouldn't have chosen something from 2016. No, no, no. I like it when we mix and match. (laughs) Because we didn't plan this. No. At all. We never do. No. So when they match up, it's like fucked up. (laughs) We spend too much time together. Probably, <laughs> I really did almost pick something really recent, and then this was super interesting. So, the hurricane of Galveston. This was before we named hurricanes anything. We didn't do that until the 1950s. What if I call it Galpal? You can call it Galpal, although <laughs> it is not a pal to the Galveston area at all. Um, so just some stats, as I am wont to do recently. Oh, yep. The hurricane made landfall on September 8th, 1900. It was a Category 4 storm, with winds up to, I had some conflicting reports, but as high as 145 miles per hour. Oh. That is some shit.
1: That's that's a lot of wind.
0: That'll fuck you right up. Mm Mm-hmm. To this day, it is the deadliest natural disaster in U.S. history. 3,600 homes were destroyed. Oh. Oh. And between six thousand and twelve thousand people died. Oh shit! That is a very big that discrepancy, a... by the way. That's
1: between that's a six thousand
0: of... and that's... twice as many as six thousand. That's a lot. There's so many people
1: that might or might not be dead. Yeah.
0: Well, I know that was that kind of. I mean, me that's off. a lot of people that are dead. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Even if it's just six thousand, it's that's still like still so many people. Fuck! But it could be twice that. A lot of the reports said people settled on 8,000. I was like, oh, well, good. Yeah, sure. Beat them somewhere sort of in the middle. <laughs> right. I have a lot of sort of, like, survivor reports, many things here and there. A letter from a lady describing oh. the ordeal. Um, one of my main survivors that I just sort of knew the most about is Isaac Klein. He was the Weather Bureau's chief observer for Galveston at the time. And kind of a Weird, uh, controversial figures. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. But first, a little bit of background on Galveston. Galveston. At the time, Galveston, Texas was doing pretty well, like really fucking well. It, it was an island city just off the coast of Texas in the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. So it's like still part of Texas, but it is not officially attached to land. It has bridges that bridge the gap between actual Texas and Galveston. Um, there were thirty-seven thousand people living there by the end of the nineteenth century.
1: Wow, thirty-seven thousand people living on a pimple.
0: I know. Like I was sort of like, how big is this goddamn island? I Pretty actually big. didn't. Yeah, it must have been decent size. I mean, thirty-seven thousand people isn't a ton, especially now. But
1: it's for that deeps. area,
0: oh yeah, it was in that
1: time period. Mm-hmm. It's decent, Yeah,
0: it was easily the biggest thing around. Houston yeah. wasn't that big yet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> Oh my god! I, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate us. <laughs> it, um, so it was the center for trade in Texas because it had like the port of Galveston sure. in the Gulf of Mexico. Water. So yeah, just a shipload of water, access to ships. Um, I want to say, want to hear a list of firsts. Uh, so these are all the things that Wikipedia insisted on telling me that Galveston had first in the state of Texas. Okay. The first post office, the first naval base, the first Texas chapter of a Masonic order, the first cotton compress, the first parochial school, the first insurance company, the first gas lights, first Roman Catholic hospital, the first Jewish reform congregation, the first opera house, the first orphanage, the first telephone, the first electric lights, the first medical college, and the first school for nurses. It was killing it.
1: Yeah, they were busy. Mm-hmm.
0: The first telephone, my dude. My favorite part about that is that it had the first gas lights in 1956, or 1856. (laughs) Look, Texas is backwards, but it's not that bad. (laughs) Okay, it had the first gas lights. It's 1950. It's 1956, and we just got gas lights. You see these newfangled gas lights? They smell like a fart. We don't need that whale shit anymore. Right. Yeah, fuck that kerosene. (laughs) These smell like a fart, but boy, do they light up the room. Oh. (laughs) I hate everything. (laughs) Um, But, okay, so that's 1856. And then they had the first electric lights, like, 30 years later. Gas really didn't last very long before we were like, nah, 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 fuck this. We need something else. Where's a light bulb? Yeah. Anyway, Galveston was also sometimes called the Ellis Island of the West. Because all of the trade and immigration, like, made it a pretty diverse city for the time. It was actually a pretty good city for immigrants, too, and also black people, because in the late 1800s, it was the Reconstruction Era, and this was, like, a pretty good place for it. Like, black people and immigrants were pretty well-educated, they had higher wages and lower unemployment than ever before, and they participated in desegregated trade unions. Holy shit. Yeah. So they were doing right. this this, yeah. yeah. All that shit made the 1800s, the late 1800s, um, the golden era. Of Galveston. Hmm. Yeah. So it's the golden era. And then it turns 1900. And bad things start to happen. Not almost immediately, in September, but still. Yeah, it gives it a few months. Yeah. It's it like, let oh. them think
1: it's okay. Yeah,
0: what a blessed new century we're a part of. Oh, no, wait.
1: Oopsie doodle buns, here comes <laughs> a big wave of water and it, some wind.
0: Which, again, I think I've mentioned on this show before, nothing is scarier to me than a really big wave.
1: So, oh my god, there's like, I can't wrap my mind around seeing like a 30 to 50 foot
0: wave coming at my I face. I think I'd shit. Like, honestly, it like, would be I... so bad. Any who's-its. It's September 4th. The first weather reports of a tropical storm moving in from Cuba come in. Oh, Weather forecasters... Did not have the tech to know, like, exactly where it was headed or how strong it would get.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And they also didn't like to use the word hurricane because it freaked people out. I wonder why. Uh Uh-huh. I live on an island Mm. off the coast of Texas
1: in the Gulf of Mexico and they're saying the word hurricane. I mean,
0: the word hurricane still freaks us out. Oh, yeah. Rightfully so. I get nervous in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, what if that... Fun fact, this hurricane I'm about to talk about did reach the... Like, Wisconsin. Like, Southeast Wisconsin got, like, four inches of rain. Well, yeah. So, and also, we can sometimes get the wind. It's important to note that the only people who could issue a hurricane warning who could use that word were in Washington, D.C. with the Weather Bureau. Nobody else was allowed to do it without their approval.
1: That seems counterintuitive.
0: It's dumb. September 5th. The first rain clouds begin to roll in over Galveston. Almost no one evacuated or even gave a single shit. Sure. Sure. No one's
1: saying the H word.
0: Mm-hmm. And the other thing, unfortunately, is that there were a lot of conflicting reports.
1: Oh, yeah. U.S.
0: forecasters. Sense. Yeah, I know. It's great. U.S. forecasters thought that the storm would turn east and head to Florida. In Cuba, they were like, no, no, no. That's not how this is going to go. <laughs> it's super going to hit Texas. It's going to be bad, guys. Uh-huh. And no one continued to give a shit. I should mention, okay, so the Weather Bureau is the predecessor to what we currently have, the National Weather Service, and it was only 10 years old at the time, and they knew fuck all. It's
1: a baby. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Not only did they know fuck all, Cuba knew a shitload because they got hit by hurricanes all the time, so they were pretty good at tracking them, and we, here in the U.S., were so jealous of Cuba's weather-predicting abilities that we stopped receiving their intel. We just, like, didn't. Anymore because people were tired of it. That
1: makes sense.
0: So we were like, "No, bye!" Shut off the radio. <laughs> <As> this <laughs> hurricane is coming in.
1: I'm Cuba. I know everything about weather. Me, me, me. I know. Yeah, that's I that's like us. That, sounds... that was us in yeah. 1900. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Womp. <laughs> <laughs> My God, did we fuck this up seriously? Oh, yeah. Um, like at least a hundred different people fucked up. I'm sure. <laughs> Let's bring in our survivor. One of them, Isaac Klein. As mentioned, the Weather Bureau's chief observer for the Galveston area. He was a somewhat controversial figure. He is known for, prior to the incident, telling everyone in an opinion column that the idea that a strong hurricane would reach Galveston was a crazy idea and that there was no need for the city to build a flood wall. So, point against, I guess. <laughs> However, um, when he began to i think it was like maybe the 5th or the 6th of september he's seeing that like maybe these weather reports are wrong maybe it really is headed this way he's he allegedly like literally drove through town walked to the beaches was telling people in person to leave like was just one-on-one like you should go (laughs) Um, no one can corroborate these stories, however. That seems legit, though. I know, I mean, these are in Klein's autobiography. I'm not sure why exactly he'd lie, but no one living could tell you that he actually did this.
1: You know, maybe if he'd been on horseback... Mm Mm-hmm. And the Paul like,
0: Revere of this? Yeah,
1: just screaming like, the hurricane is coming! <laughs> the hurricane is coming! Not gonna
0: lie, that's what I picture.
1: <laughs> I'm like ringing a bell or something.
0: just yeah. very majestic. I'm just, yeah. Oh, I'm seeing it right now. The yeah, horse is right. white, but with like black spots right. on its butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. glad we're seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that might be a point in his favor. Anyway. You tried. Yes. Gold star. You tried.
1: Me. Proud of you. You Sorry. got... An F-minus before, Mm -hmm. but you got the you-tried gold star.
0: You tried real hard after fucking up real bad. Over the next few days, the storm gets closer and closer. They're seeing some rain, some clouds, and then on September 8th, the full brunt of the hurricane hit. At noon, to his credit again, Isaac Klein decided to issue a hurricane warning without waiting for approval from Washington, D.C. Oh, rebel! I know, look at him go! But he did undo it. Yeah, what are they going to do? Arrest him? Right. He dies? Like, guys. Now, Isaac himself claims that this probably saved thousands of lives because people did start to leave, but, like, it's the day of. Yeah. This shit is happening right now. So tens of thousands of people are still in Galveston, just in their homes, doing regular shit. Hanging out. hmm Making a pie. Did I mention that Galveston is only 8.7 feet above sea level at its highest point? Uh Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Food for thought.
1: I don't want that food. Can you take it back? It's uh, it's not cooked You can't send back
0: this food. This is for your thoughts. Dang it. Put it in your mouth brain. I don't want (laughs) it in my mouth brain. For one really, really horrible night, the city of Galveston was just fucking wrecked by a Category 4 hurricane Whose top speeds at least reach over a hundred, maybe 100, as much as one hundred and forty-five miles an hour. The floods crested at fifteen feet above sea level, which is quite a few feet above that eight point seven I just yeah. said. Um, so the whole damn thing was flooded. Like thousands of homes buckled under the waves and the wind and just like, the, the, the constant rush is of water.
1: Basically, gone. it's
0: like you submerged.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're turning into Atlantis mm-hmm. here
0: for a little bit. You, if you look up pictures, I recommend you look up some pictures. It is just wood, as far as the eye can see, just broken boards of wood everywhere. It's nuts. I do have a little bit of a story from a survivor named Ida Austin. She was a religious lady. That's all I really know. I think she had a Bible school.
1: Sure, not anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, hell no, <laughs> not anymore. She did live through this, though, and she wrote a little letter, just for posterity, I think.
1: Oh, a letter.
0: And it goes like this. Mm. Everybody talks awesome in 1900, by the way. Of so. course. The story of Galveston's tragedy can never be written. Galveston! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful island city is hardly recognizable today. A storm had been predicted for Friday night, the 7th of September. But so little impression did it make on my mind that a most beautiful and well attended moonlight Fet? What's a fete. What's F E T E? Party. Yeah. French for party. Cool. Thanks. She used French for party here, so yeah,
1: people were cool sense. in
0: 1900. <laughs> but anyway, she attended a moonlight party. It was actually at her own home on Oak Lawn that night. That night, the night of the hurricane, <laughs> she <laughs> she did a party. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy about my domestic affairs Saturday. Rearranging my house. She means Friday. She's a dumb when I Whoa. Heard an- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when, I- when I heard a man ran up on the street and exclaim, My God, the waters of the A and Gulf have met on 15th Street. I went on the gallery and realized that what he said was only too true.
1: <laughs> I want to point out. This is like... A full theatrical experience for me because <laughs> she's also doing a face <laughs> as she reads it and changing her posture. So, it, yes,
0: it's true. I forgot. <laughs> you, have to, you, you have to, anyway. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> but because I'm a dummy, I felt no uneasiness and, re- and remarked to my niece, You have nothing to fear. The water has never been to our place. Our place is better. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> She didn't say that last part. <laughs> and I just felt that it could not come. In a few minutes, we heard the lapping of the salt water against the sidewalk, and then it slowly crept into the yard. <laughs> My God, woman. She's killing it. She is. <laughs> In an incredibly short time, the water surged over, I think that's supposed to read, <laughs> the mm. gallery driven by a furiously blowing wind. Trees began to fall, slate shingles, planks and debris from every imaginable kind of every imaginable kind, Ida. <laughs> <laughs> We're was being hurled. Grammar was different back then. It's fine. We're being hurled through the air. We brought our cow on the gallery, cause yeah, everyone has a cow, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> to save her life, but soon had to take her in the dining room, where she spent the night. Not gonna lie, if I
1: had a cow and there With was that's a, a hurricane. I would bring the cow. I would too. into my house. Cows I would are bring cute. all of the farm animals oh, into be my 18 house. 18 fucking It'd be chickens a
0: problem <laughs> Poop everywhere. It's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 10 very large trees were soon uprooted and fell crashing, banging and scraping against our house. We opened all the downstairs and let the water flow through. Soon it stood three feet in all the rooms. The wind seemed to grow more furious, reaching the incredible velocity of 120 miles an hour. I wish someone could figure out how fast the wind actually was, but I get conflicting reports. (laughs) (laughs) That last part is also me. (laughs) Blinds were torn off, windows, frames, sash and all blown in. The rainwater stood an inch and a half on the upstairs floors. Upstairs. Upstairs. Yeah, up. Then slowly dripped through, taking paper and plastering from ceilings in rooms below. And that's the end of her weird story. So she had some money. Mm. She hella had some fucking money. Still had a cow.
1: Yeah. But and she like
0: was... fancy ceiling shit. Mm-hmm. She was by far like one of the better off. Her entire house wasn't destroyed and collapsed on top of her. So she's doing okay. Well, I
1: feel like they were also smart. Opening the windows,
0: Agree. and Instead relieving of some that of that pressure. initial pressure. Yes, and letting, uh, yeah, letting it flow freely through the house. Probably a good call. Yeah, rather than making it break the windows and then right. <gasps> oh, oh, And that's why, yeah, and like this is what happened to tons and tons of people. Like they would be on their second floors or even on top of their roof, and then the house would buckle underneath them, and they'd all drown, <laughs> including Isaac Klein's pregnant wife oh no sorry whoops (laughs) oh my god how
1: the hell do you justify just slipping that one in i don't know we're on this like magical high with ida hanging out with her cow and then all of a sudden it's just like oh sorry (laughs) whoops
0: a lady's dead surprise yeah i'm here for uh ruining your night obviously wow it's rude Well, one good thing is that Isaac did live and was able to save his youngest daughter, who was like a baby. Apparently, he had her in his arms, but he's like being buffeted by winds. He's just trying to stand on top of their roof. And he loses hold of her and like, but he doesn't really realize it. He's like kind of freaking out. Everybody goes kind of insane, obviously. And something hits his hand and he realizes it is the foot of his baby daughter, whom he has just let go. And he grabs onto it and he pulls her back. Just saying. Um, his other two daughters were saved by his brother, so he he got his three daughters out of it and himself and his brother. And from that day forward, no one in the Klein family talks about the hurricane ever. Literally, sure. like you just don't. Yeah. Like not at all.
1: It's like shell shock.
0: I know. Yeah. Before
1: they had, they actually called it PTSD.
0: Right. right. Oh, I believe a hundred percent of these people have PTSD. Oh, God, yeah. For a couple more reasons, let me tell you about oh, them. Oh, god. A couple other survivor stories. They're short. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Peter Boss, because that's how we used to fucking refer to people. I'm sorry, I don't um, know the woman's name. I'm
1: so sorry to break this to you. I know we still do it. Yeah, yeah. I get the phone calls from them. This Ew. is
0: Mrs. Berberber. Ew, ladies, you don't have to stop yeah. it. Yeah, stop, yeah. stop yep. letting people do that. Yep, you have a name. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they were formerly of Chicago, Illinois, and boy did they move to the wrong spot. Oh, God. <laughs> they were seated at supper with their son when the storm broke. Again, no one gave a shit. Um, Mrs. Boss seized a handkerchief containing $2,000 from the Bureau and accompanied her husband and son to the second story... When the water reached them, they leaped in uh, into the darkness and landed on a wooden cistern. Upon which the uh, they rode the entire night. They're just on it. <laughs> They're fucking on it the whole night. Several times, Mrs. Boss lost her hold and fell back into the water, only to be grabbed by her son and pulled back on. So eventually, her feet are crushed and bleeding. Her clothing is torn from her body. Almost everybody it says they were fucking naked by the end.
1: Yeah, because it just, just gets the ripped winds. off. The debris, Mm -hmm. the waves, if you get into that water, you're going to be cut, things are going to rip, things are going to get caught. Exactly. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. One of the reasons why people drown in floodwaters is not because they can't swim, it's because of all the shit in the water and the speed in the water. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So she was lucky to be grabbed so many times and saved. By the end of it, like she and her companions were without clothing and totally delirious they were the only person saved on their entire block. They are the only ones oh. who lived. Um, Cause
1: they took a leap
0: yeah. of faith. I mean, this, the way this is written, it makes it seem like they were like, "There might be something over there. Let's jump." Woo-hoo! And then they just done did it. I'm proud of them. The boat anchor boys were. <laughs> I'm sorry. They I'm were the boat anchor boys. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> With the you aid- gave me a microphone, I can't shut it <laughs> up. You're right, damn it. With the aid of a hunting skiff, small boat, I don't know, rescued over 40 people and took them to the university building where they found shelter from the wind and waves. Holy shit! Yeah, the little skiff was pushed by hand. The boys not being able to use oars or sticks in propelling it, yeah, so they literally were like paddling with their stupid hands. And it has been set aside in the university as a relic of the flood. So that little skiff is still oh, there. No. I'm curious
1: now. Oh, it's like a very flat boat that you oh, can God. like take through the reeds as you're hunting for ducks and shit.
0: Oh, totally legit.
1: Wah, 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 wah.
0: On a flat boat. Awesome. awesome. One last one. Oh boy. I don't think I don't I mean, it's fine. I was just putting ones that sounded interesting. The Reverend and Mrs. LP Davis. Mm. Um, and their five children reached Houston penniless and nearly naked, but overcome with amazement and joy at their mir- miraculous delivery from what seemed to them certain death. Wind and water had wrecked their home, annihilated their neighbors. Annihilated their neighbors, this says. <laughs> like, I didn't Did write they that. Did see it? Not, yeah. Like, holy they were shit. Vaporized. <laughs> That storm just go like fuck you in
1: particular.
0: Yes, and also this destroyed every particle of food from miles around. I'm picturing just like bread just like disintegrating in front of their eyes. I'm picturing
1: (laughs) like this storm is like forming a hippo head (laughs) and it's like hungry,
0: hungry hippo. Just like sixty hippo heads just munching all the food for miles around. (laughs) (laughs) And yet they pass through the terrible days and nights raising their voices above the shriek of the wind in singing hymns and in prayer. Okay. You know, whatever you gotta do when you are fucked up in the head because some shit has happened to you. Anyway. Um, (laughs) I labeled this the worst part. Oh. Oh, God. (laughs) The winds took out the telegraph lines and presumably the couple of telephone lines they had by that point and all the bridges to the mainland. Oh, shit. There was no escape left on the island after September 8th and no way to get word out about what had happened except... For the one ship that made it through. I didn't write its name down. But it survived the storm and it was sent to the mainland. And it reached it on 11 a.m. September 9th. So the storm hits in the night. It gets there the next morning. And then they have to go to a telegraph office, which is in fucking Houston. And they don't reach it until 3 a.m. September 10th. It's been almost 48 hours And nobody knows this has happened. Shit. People are just dying under houses and shit. And nobody knows. Because, hey, the past? You fucking suck. Like, (laughs) nobody could get a message to anywhere for any reason. I hate the past. Anyway. Ugh. When they reached the Telegraph office in Houston, a short message was sent to the Texas governor at the time, Joseph D. Sayers. And to the U.S. President, William McKinley. He wasn't dead yet.
1: Mm. That's coming.
0: Yeah. I have been deputized by the mayor and citizens committee of Galveston to inform you that the city of Galveston is in ruins. That is what the message said. The message reported that there was an estimated 500 people dead, and that was considered to be a huge exaggeration at the time.
1: Boy, they're in for a shock.
0: Uh-huh. Um, most of the people who had died were drowned or were crushed as the waves pounded the debris that had been their homes. Many survived the storm itself, but died several days after, because they were trapped under the wreckage of the city, with rescuers unable to reach them. The rescuers, who did eventually come, could hear the screams of the survivors as they walked on the debris, trying to rescue who they could. A further 30,000 people were left homeless. Do you remember how many people I said live in Galveston at this time? Yeah. 37,000. So. Almost all of them. Yeah. Like. That island just didn't. Well, and like. It might got leveled. So my thing is like, by these numbers, at least 7,000 people died. Yeah, at least. There's nobody who's not fucking homeless in this town or dead. Yeah. Like, it's V bad. Yeah. Now, but here's the actual worst part, because I wrote that thinking that would be the worst part, and then oh. I kept reading. So this is the real worst part. I know the question you want to ask, Emily. Oh, no. Hey, Taylor, what did they do with all those dead bodies? Oh, no, that
1: wasn't the question I was going to ask. Oh, see. But, I mean, it is also a very valid question. It's
0: a V good cue Because that's a lot of bodies. So many between six and 12,000. <laughs> we have no idea. Well, Emily, I will tell you. Mm. They couldn't bury all of them. There nope. literally isn't enough land in the whole yep. island. Yep. So at first, they put them out to sea. They, they weighed them down and pushed them into the water. How'd that go for them? Not good. Yeah, I imagine! The bodies came back. Yeah! And now they're all on the beach. Yeah! Just piling up.
1: Because, you know, post-hurricane waters in the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Yeah, and they just...
1: just crazy. I can't
0: imagine you have enough of anything to weigh down thousands and thousands Mm, of bodies.
1: No.
0: So they all came back. Yeah. And then they decided to burn them in huge funeral pyres along the beach that burned for weeks. There were so many bodies, they had to keep the fires going for weeks. So it's just dudes who are being plied with whiskey 24-7 to do this. As they should. Uh-huh. It's the only way. Um, they are piling up bodies and burning them for weeks on end. Anyway, that is the worst part. I'm sorry. Just a little bit of an ending here. There have been more than 300 hurricanes and tropical storms in America since 1900. The death toll for every single one of these, together, still does not outpace the number of people who died in Galveston on that day in September of 1900. So, we fucked up hard that day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Since then, the Weather Bureau, later to become the National Weather Service, decided to throw politics aside with the whole, we don't talk to Cuba shit, and anywhere else, um, for the sake of people's safety, obviously. And they started making it easier to communicate across the country without having to, like, talk to Washington, D.C. to declare shit. And then also internationally trying to trying to get better at all this. Working together for the public good. Isn't that nice?
1: Mm. Imagine if that could have
0: continued into today. Right? Mm. Well, I think we've gotten at least better at figuring out where the fucking hurricanes are going. But anyway... <laughs> Ida still lives inside me. I think. Whoops. She lives in me. She Ella, lives in me. Ella. She watches over. Ella. 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 <laughs> oh, we owe so much money. Uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> Isaac Klein, our dude, moved his family to New Orleans, where he was still a weather watcher, and where he saved lives. I will say. I liked this story. He insisted one day, like, because he knew that the Mississippi River was about to flood, and he insisted they raise the levees. He predicted that the water level would reach 21 feet. And there was a bunch of bureaucratic bullshit. Nobody wanted to believe him. But in the end, they raised the levees to 21 feet, and the water crested at 20.7 feet. <laughs> He's a baller. Like oh, he, he, shit. Yeah, he was totally 100% right. But anyway... He devoted much of his life after that like to the study of tropical cyclones just to try to understand what the fuck happened. Yeah, so I mean, this Galveston was rebuilt, but it never reached the levels of like prosperity and importance that it once had. Houston of instead. Not. Yeah, people well, moved inland. Yes. And also they did they found like an inland way to Houston, so the port of Houston opened up and it became the booming and influential city that Galveston had once been.
1: Blomp, blomp, Galveston.
0: The end.
1: Mm.
0: I kind of want to go to Galveston now.
1: I kind of do, too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just be like, so y'all good? Y'all got a bunch of, like, debris in a museum, right? I'm going to go see it? Yeah, I'm going to go look at, like, a piece of wood for, like, two hours. Okay, thanks. Okay, cool, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's my story. But did the cow survive?
1: That was going to be my question. Oh,
0: that is such a good cue. I do think that cow survived. She didn't say that he didn't. Although... They brought him into the dining room, and then, like, the upstairs was flooded, so I'm not sure. You cannot bring a cow upstairs. I know it's downstairs they can't do, but have you ever tried bringing a cow upstairs? (laughs) Well, Emily, I'm super excited to hear about your crazy explosion story.
1: I am. (laughs) Okay. First, I forgot to mention
0: this, and I'll post it on the Instagram. Ooh. I got special fancy soap. Oh, my God, look at it. I mean, I We're know you can't, listener, because this is an audio medium. I'm going
1: to post it on Instagram. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, I got a new
1: soap. Can I see it? Yeah, it's um, it's from Royalty Soaps, which
0: is a YouTube channel. Oh, that's why you for... fucking texted me Royalty Soaps out of nowhere. Yeah. i was <laughs> so confused. just the words Royalty Soaps and then, like, a fucking question mark. You guys, this is what I put up with. <laughs>
1: Listen. <laughs>
0: Look. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. I haven't Ooh. opened it yet, so I it really want really to smell it.
0: Oh, are we going to smell it right now? now? We're going to smell it right now. Are you hoping that Royalty Soaps will sponsor our
1: podcast? I'm not saying no, mm. but I will say Royalty Soaps, their YouTube channel, um, she's amazing because I have a lot of anxiety, especially at night. Sure. So watching someone make soap is, like, insanely
0: relaxing. That sounds like it would be. Now I want to do that. So get on that sponsorship, royalty soaps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about you all goddamn day. Can we call this our anxiety survival tip? Yeah. <laughs> like soap. Get some fucking... Watch people make soap watch and then people buy that soap. soap.
1: So yeah, before... I thought that might be nice before I uh... a sweet little soap break. Talking about... Some shit. Exploding houses. Explody. Explody.
0: All right. I'm gonna settle the fuck in.
1: Yeah, I'm stoked. So this is the story of Eliana Vasquez. Eliana lived with her mother and her stepfather, Elizabeth and Clyde Howe. So on December 14th, 2016, Eliana wasn't feeling so great. Oh, Eliana, my sweet baby. So she left school early, and she was staying. At home with her mom. And then eventually she left the house and then came back around 8 o'clock. And there was a really weird odor in the house. Oh, no. And this is a quote from Eliana. I was like, what is that smell? I was like... (laughs) It hits you like a wall. So she thought it was probably a frozen sewer pipe. And so did her parents, because this is winter. And we're in... Mandan, Mandan, M A N D A N, North Dakota. Mandan, Mandan. They don't fucking pronounce Oz oh. in North Dakota. Yeah. I mean, they get snow. They know what it's like. They know when pipes freeze. Oh yeah. So that leads me to believe that like they've smelled a frozen sewer pipe before because her parents
0: also agreed with it's that V-specific. notion. Yeah, it's very specific. And like, if they all are like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what that smells like.
1: So she and her mom hung out that night. Googling certain programs and talking about school because she was about to graduate that year. So like she was in her final year of high school. Sure. And around 10 PM, she said, good night. This is a quote from Eliana. I remember I was joking around with her. I was like, mom, am I going to die from these fumes?
0: Oh my God.
1: And she's like, no, you're not. And laughed at me. And I went to bed. Honey. Those were the last words Eliana said to her mother and her stepdad. Oh, no. Another quote. The next thing I know, I wake up at 12 a.m. and I'm laying in a snowbank.
0: She woke up after it happened? Yes. Eliana. She slept through the explosion and then probably passed out. What kind of alarm clock does this bitch need to get up? Like a big one? I, have, uh, like two, I like, mean, it's two explosions. To points. be fair,
1: I did once kind of sleep through a tornado.
0: So, you and Cat have both slept through <laughs> tornadoes. Yeah. How the fuck did you not bring that up on our literal <laughs> goddamn tornado episode where Cat was like, "I slept through a tornado," and you were like, "That's so dumb." <laughs> you didn't bring it up. You could have said, "Hey, hashtag me too, Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> What's wrong with all my friends? Well, I don't know that it was like a full-on tornado,
1: but there were uprooted trees when we drove home the
0: next day. So, so the tornado was within a mile. I mean, probably. Uh-huh. Or it was
1: just really strong winds. All I know is the tornado siren went off, and my mom tried to wake me up, and it did not happen. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my
0: so, God.
1: anywho, I hate
0: everything.
1: Yeah. So, um, this is a quote. The continuation of the quote from Eliana. So the next thing I you know, I wake up at twelve and I'm laying in a snowbank. I remember laying in this pile, grabbing pieces off of me, looking and seeing nothing but rubble and the heat off the house.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yep. So I... she tried to get up. But tried. it didn't happen. Uh oh. Her lower back was shattered. Ugh. She had six broken ribs. One of her lungs had collapsed and her organs were bleeding. Like, she was
0: fucked up. She was jacked and she didn't even know. Yeah. She didn't so much wake up from a nice sleep as, like, came back from the brink of death. Right. (laughs)
1: Like, so, her quote is, I thought it was a dream. And then, all of a sudden, in a few quick seconds, it became way too real to be a dream. Oh, my God, yeah. So, she started screaming. As you would. And praying. I'm sure as you would. Yep. And kind of like accepted death.
0: Dang, yes. that's fast.
1: Well, I'll get into that. Okay, great. She's very religious. Okay. Very Catholic. That'll so make it feel a little better, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so a neighbor happened to be plowing snow and rushed over in his pickup.
0: The house exploded, right? Like yeah. this is the picture you're painting from this this sad girl's point of view. Yeah. So I am at like this guy's wear on the block. he's gotta be some stop- I don't know. He just he's outside and he and something goes <laughs> I mean <laughs> Snow clouds are pretty loud. I mean that is not untrue. <laughs> but like damn I like all the other people are what asleep and they just didn't hear it. Oh, I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> okay, just calm, to, calm to down. So calm I can't. down. I can't, Iliana. I'm afraid for her.
1: Well, she's their survivor in this, so like that's legit. So he rushed over, and nine one one was called. An ambulance came. She was put in the ambulance. Um, she'd. Put the pieces together through because she was conscious through this. Like, oh my god, just lying there, unable to move. Her mother was dead. Yeah, she figured that out, Ugh. and that her stepdad he was awake and talking on the way to the hospital, but he died of cardiac arrest. Oh fuck! But like, she'd figured out that her mom didn't make it just because she wasn't anywhere. Okay. Yeah. So, this was a four-year-old house, ranch style. So, usually okay. that means one level. Yeah. And in Mandon, North Dakota, it sent rubble and pieces of house everywhere. And the explosion reportedly shook the neighbors' homes. Um, I fucking bet. Yeah. Your windows are rattling. Yeah, oh my and I have God. a quote from someone, one of their neighbors. So they, after investigating um, by ATF, because they put a little tag on the end of ATF. So it's
0: alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's fun. Hey, I think that bureau has to oversee too many things. I do too. I think we should split those up. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut it in half. Just can
1: we. A-T-F-E. Yeah,
0: F-E. Come on. Come on now.
1: It's the Bureau of F-E. <laughs> it's
0: the, <laughs> the Bureau of F-U. Whoa. That's what I'd call it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I don't know what the U stands for in this. Explosives.
1: <laughs> anyway. Please continue. So, <laughs> ATF determined... That it was due to a
0: propane leak. Mm. Oh, my God. I, you know what? Please continue. I'm going to rant later. (laughs) Okay. So,
1: specifically, because of the snow outside, it had caused one of the propane lines to malfunction. Oh, shit. And then the crawl space underneath the house filled with gas. So they aren't sure what caused the spark for the gas, but like every, like the crawl space underneath the house was just filled
0: with gas. And then the
1: sheriff's department said that the house usually used geothermal and electric heat, except for the oven, the fireplace, and possibly a garage furnace that were supplied with propane. So it's only
0: those things that could have
1: done it. So maybe like mom and dad lit a fire early in the night and then like an ember just happened to spark it or something
0: well that's my wonder is like could it have gotten up from the crawl space and even if she just lit a candle
1: yeah anything
0: anything like late
1: enough yeah so after the explosion eliana spent 10 days in the hospital they fused together her shattered lower spine and um it's noted that she had needed a two liter blood transfusion and a chest tube so like she lost a
0: lot of blood it feels like 10 days is not a long time for all that
1: yeah she must have fucking killed it right so when she was discharged she went to stay with her dad who she hadn't lived with in many years Hmm. um and she was out of school for about a month while she was healing
0: that still seems like not long right. enough. It's, yeah. I'd be like, I bye, I have to be not in school forever now. Yep. I'm a senior anyway, and I guess just fuck it. I'll but get my GED. But she
1: kept going. Wow, good for her. She went to, at first, like one or two classes a day, and she said it was exhausting. Oh, my God, I bet. She's and then so she built up to five classes a day.
0: Nice.
1: Um, She did physical therapy um, and did a lot of modifications to help with her lower back. And she still goes to physical therapy appointments, doctor appointments, and an appointment with a psychologist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'll fuck you right up.
1: Yep. So she graduated May
0: of 2017. Oh, congrats. Yay.
1: So the school did help her a lot. They cut a lot of what she would have needed to graduate Mm -hmm.
0: from her programming to make sure she could do it. Because they can't just take it away from her. Right. It would take her another year maybe at that pace. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she does attribute a lot of her recovery and her survival of this to her faith. Mm. Sure. Um, There's a quote from her saying, I just accepted it. You've got to press on because you cannot change it whether you like it or not.
0: I mean, decent way to think about it, whether you're religious or not, to be honest.
1: And it's kind of a sort of recurring theme with our survivors of, like, you've just... you gotta do it. The people who are able to accept it
0: the fastest. Yeah. And just be like, well, this is what we have to work with, so why would we sit around bitching? Let's just get it done. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she also... she can't, like, really justify the reason for why it happened Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, a religious umbrella. Sure. But she does... Think that part of the explosion was like God's way to take her mom out of her suffering. So, her mother Elizabeth was in a lot of pain before the explosion. Oh. She was a nurse who worked multiple jobs, including night shifts, which took a physical toll. Mm -hmm. And then, just days before the explosion, she'd had hand surgery. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So. So, like, that's her justification
1: in the idea like, that, like... maybe, yeah, she's not suffering anymore. She's in heaven now with a quote saying... Oh, no. Quote, now she's probably up in heaven doing whatever they do. It's probably <laughs> it's probably ten times better than Earth. Maybe she's okay.
0: I mean, you know I what? I mean, yeah. You do you. Yeah. Like, whatever is going to make you feel better, I'm cool with that. Yeah.
1: So she also justifies everything that kind of happens as a test because she'd been taught to be independent, so transitioning to living without her mom and her stepdad, she was able to do it. Nice. Yeah. Her boyfriend's family also helped, and kind of helped take her in and get her through this, and she is doing really well, but, like, she does obviously have a lot of trauma to deal with yeah for sure so she does she does still have a lot of physical pain and a lot of ptsd yeah from it um she gets anxious about getting into an accident and she hasn't gone back to the site of the explosion oh my god i fucking wouldn't and then her anxiety just spikes at night just because that's when it's happened. Yeah.
0: Oh, honey. Oof.
1: So a quote from her is, during the day, if someone goes away for an hour, I'm fine. But if I'm alone at night, I get really freaked out. Hmm. Oof. Yep. So she has headaches. She has neck pains. She'll never be able to bend down again hmm. because of how her back broke. Mm-hmm. So if she drops something, she has to squat to pick it up. She can't just bend oh, down sure. and pick it up monetary donations done the, tr- the school set up a trust for her
0: Aww, there were sweet.
1: wills established so everything she can handle the medical bills and the last they'd checked if they were working on building a lawsuit because of the gas leak something mm-hmm. malfunctions somewhere right yeah oh interesting okay yeah so she did, after graduation, move out of her father's house. And she moved in with a friend of hers named Elena. And they were house-sitting, and uh, I think they ended up getting their own apartment. But Elena's, like, a really good friend for her. Mm-hmm. And, like, they watch TV shows together at night, and then they do sleep in the same bed. Aww. So that she knows that she's not alone. That's sweet. That's really nice. And then a quote from Elena is, she knows that I'm here if she ever wants to talk about it. I just want to tell her sometimes it's good to be sad too. You don't have to feel like you have to be strong all the time.
0: Hmm.
1: Also, they did list the shows that they watched together. Yes, please. Keeping up with the Kardashians and Grey's Anatomy.
0: Oh, so it's trash, but you know, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> if yeah. you want to watch trash, watch trash. You can watch trash every day for the rest of your life. You've earned it. Yeah. Like, yep. Totally fine. So
1: yeah, that's that's the explosion, well, and that's yeah, damn. Eliana Vasquez.
0: Well, congrats. I mean, I'm bl- I'm glad for her that she survived. Right. That sounds like a hard road, but some of that stuff has got to get better with time. You know, like yeah. just over a period of time, if she's going to therapy, like eventually it will be less terrible right that's the only thing you can hope for sometimes she'll probably never have a propane tank in her home yeah you know what let's all just maybe avoid that yeah um yeah and you know i remember in school getting told about like when what to look for with carbon monoxide poisoning yeah and the stuff. smell because mm-hmm. the they put an odor ex- in there yes because otherwise because it, would be it odorless. doesn't have a smell but also how it makes you feel. Yeah. And like maybe propane just doesn't make you sick the way the maybe carbon not. monoxide does. But that's, I think anytime your house reeks of something, just get the fuck out yeah, of it. Yeah, just go. Just go until you figure out what it is, even if you think it might be frozen pipes. And if which,
1: you're not sure, there's a non-emergency line for each police department. Right. They will want to come inspect. out. Yeah. At, or they'll send someone from the fire department. They will definitely, definitely
0: send someone from the fire check department. check it out. Yeah. Be like, by the way, don't light anything. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Not that I'm saying, you know, I understand why they felt that way. Like, you know, you live yeah, in... Yeah, you
1: blow things off that you probably shouldn't blow
0: off. Because but... what's going to happen? What's the, yeah, worst, what's that the worst that can happen? what's happen? Well, your house could explode. hmm I feel like this entire podcast is an exercise in... The worst that could happen is actually very bad, and you yeah, should be more vigilant. And very real. Yes, and it super happens to people. Yeah, maybe not you, but it happens to people who always think, "Oh, it's never going to happen to me." <laughs> wow. That um, was our fun version of the show, everyone. <laughs> people still died. Like that didn't work out the way the we wanted. Have we had a single one that's really worked out?
1: Yeah, the crocodile.
0: Yeah, but what was mine? And also the
1: dude that, like, flew in a tornado in his underwear.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. I (laughs) fucked those up both times. Because those are fun, but then in mine, that one was Salvador and his friend died. Oh, yeah. And then I don't even remember what one I did for the crocodile, but I bet some bitches died in it. I'm bad at this. (laughs) (laughs) 6,000 to 12,000 people died in the story I told today. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, only two died in mine. Fuck. Man, I'm the worst.
1: (laughs) Listen, we just did varying scales of the worst case scenario. Right,
0: right. It's, it was a very personal one versus, like, a city-wide garbage thing. An entire island. With a whole damned island. <laughs> Gone. Whoops. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry I fucked that up. But otherwise, yeah. I hope you had fun.
1: Yeah, and this is our 23rd. <laughs> Second. 22nd. 22nd. So, hey, for a
0: 25th, Yes. episode yes we are looking for we want to cool do stuff. like some yeah we want to do personal stories um that we don't have to find on reddit yeah. we would love to hear from you guys we've had that we've had that one from one of our listeners in the past that we love and mm-hmm. appreciate um we would love to hear from more people we're going to be gathering ones from people we know as well yeah we're really hoping to make this cool and sort of personal if we can get people on who will tell a story. That'd be really cool, but otherwise, like we will just do our best to gather as many and then read them to you. Or we'll do sort of something thing. crazy. I mean, we're still figuring it out, but we want to do something. If you have a survival we might story, we record at like a special location, ooh, like in a basement where there's ghosts. No, <laughs> damn it, I want to record in the basement where
1: there's ghosts. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. Yes, I do. Not with me. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Mm-mm not going to we'll, go well for anybody. We'll ask the ghost its story, and it'll probably tell us.
0: <laughs> and then we'll have it recorded, and we'll make millions of dollars. Well, maybe it'll just whisper nicely into our microphones, because <laughs> it understands that we're trying to get good sound. So
1: we need to find a classy ghost Yes, in a basement. A classy
0: ghost who just wants to have a convo. I feel like
1: they don't hang out in basements. Listeners, if you know a
0: classy ghost <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Preferably hangs out, I guess,
0: in a basement. I'll also take an attic. <laughs> Please let us know. Oh, my God. You can email us at uh-oh.dailygravy at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us. Oh, yeah. Is that is uh feeling cast? Yes. Uh-oh feeling cast. I knew that
1: question was coming. And and I was, was like, oh, like, crap.
0: Whoops. <laughs> or
1: you can hit us up on Instagram.
0: The Insta. Do you remember what that one is? Uh-oh feeling. It's just uh-oh feeling? I think so. Man, that one's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please come look for us. Um, we would love to hear your stories or hear about your classy ghosts. Yeah. Or um, anything you'd like from us would be great. We just want to hear from you, our listeners, because we love you. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Daily Gravy production. Thanks for listening.